Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O the Pain podcast. Friday, July 8th, 2022. The Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. KZ Sports Marketing, and of course, Anita Discount Tire. You know, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with the Mets here. Uh, Mets right now. If you're a Mets fan right now, you got to be pretty happy. I know there's things you could be upset about, but here we are. Uh, what is it? 82, 83 games, whatever it is now into the season. July 8th, we're approaching the All Star break. The Mets 52 and 31, 21 games over 500. Uh, they have a three and a half game lead, four in a loss column over the Atlanta Braves in the National League East. Every, every Met fan, and they have not had uh, Jacob DeGrom pitch this entire year. He has not pitched all year. You had Scherzer out for six weeks. He just came back, had a terrific six innings the other night uh, in that uh, game against Cincinnati, even though the Mets lost it one nothing. You have got to be thrilled at the state of the New York Mets right now. And I tell you, <clears throat> The other night, the game in Cincinnati the other night, where they looked like they were, were about to lose two out of three and two in a row to the worst team in the National League, the Cincinnati Reds, who absolutely stink. They got off to a 3-22 and start. It's been a brutal year for Cincinnati. The Mets pulling that game out in extra innings. You know, the Mets have had a lot of, you know, crazy late-inning wins. We saw that game in Philadelphia when they scored, what was it, seven runs in the ninth inning to pull that game out. The game in St. Louis earlier in the year, two out, nobody on, uh, scored four runs or five runs, whatever it is, to win that game. You know, we've seen that from the Mets this year. But I thought the game in Cincinnati, the third game of the series, the rubber match game the other night, was as big a win as could be. They're down 3-2, going to the top of the ninth inning when Brandon Nimmo, and I'll get to Brandon Nimmo in a second, Brandon Nimmo gets a big hit in the game. And then Stalin Marte, who's been tremendous for the Mets this year. I mean, what, what a great signing he's been with that double down the left field line that went just, and I'll tell you, it was very close, just goes over the bag at third base, double down the line, Nimmo scores to tie the game 3-3. And then in the 10th inning, the Mets explode for five runs in the 10th inning. And, you know, big hits by guys who just have not gotten big hits for the Mets this year. Uh, you know, Dom Smith with the double to give him the lead. James McCann with that base hit uh, to make it a 5-3 game. And, of course, Nimmo with that three-run home run to put the game away. I thought that was one of the biggest wins of the year for the Mets. You cannot, with the Atlanta Braves, who basically never lose, even though they did lose last night to the Cardinals 3-2, the Atlanta Braves, who basically never freaking lose a baseball game, breathing down the Mets' throats, I thought that was a game they had to have. And that was, again, the kind of win that we have seen consistently from this Met team all year. That was a huge win. And then last night, back it up, come home. They open up a four-game series with the Miami Marlins and just blow their doors off, 10-0. And look at the guys who get the big hits. First of all, Travis Williams is the guy that pitches this game. And he pitches seven tremendous shutout innings and gives up only two hits. 
And I understand, you know, nobody's confusing the Marlins lineup with the Houston Astros or the Yankees or Atlanta or the Dodgers. I get all of that. But that's a terrific job by Williams. It really has done a very good job with the various injuries the Mets have incurred in their starting rotation so far. He has done uh, this year. He has done a really, really nice job for them. But look at the guys that got the big hits last night. Look, a three-run home run from James McCann. That's right. That's not a typo. McCann gets the big hit the other night, the single to make it 5-3 against Cincinnati in the 10th inning. And then it's a three-run bomb last night. And then, of all people, J.D. Davis with a grand slam. What a night for him. His first ever career grand slam. He had five RBIs last night. He had a single double and the the grand slam home run. Uh, Really uh, good to see the guys at the bottom of the order who really, specifically Davis and McCann, who really have not produced at all, come up with the big hits in this game last night. Now, look. As the trade deadline, what is it, August 2nd, I believe, this year, as the trade deadline approaches, did the Mets need another back? Could they use a legitimate DH? I've heard the name Nelson Cruz be mentioned from the Nationals. You want to bring in a guy who's a, a bona fide power hitter, and God knows they need another big bona fide. They only have really one really bona fide power hitter, and that's Pete Alonso, who hasn't hit a home run in a while. Did have that four-hit game the other night in Cincinnati, but still, he hasn't homered in a while. He's been stuck on 22 for you know, for about a couple weeks now, 22 homers and 69 RBIs. But they could use another power bat, and Nelson Cruz would be a perfect fit to be the DH for this team if that's something that you could pull off making a deal with the Washington Nationals who are in last place in the division and obviously are absolutely going nowhere. So we'll see. But a good night for Davis, good night for McCann. Um, of course, this weekend the Mets on Saturday will retire. Keith Hernandez is number 17 in the ceremony on Saturday afternoon, late Saturday afternoon. Uh, So that's going to be a big moment this weekend for the Mets. Uh, We'll see about DeGrom, what his deal is. He's going to pitch another rehab game. Uh, I'm not sure when. I think early next week, maybe Monday. Is he pitching again? I'm not sure, but whatever. And we'll see if we ever see DeGrom. Uh, If we see him as I drink some coffee before the All-Star, I mean, right after the All-Star break or not. But Every Met fan, you can say whatever you want, there's not a Met fan out there that if I said to you before the year, okay, July 8th, the Mets are going to be 21 games over 500. Jacob DeGrom is not going to have pitched the entire year. Scherzer's going to have been out six weeks so far. The Mets would be 21 games over 500, three and a half game lead in the division, four games in the loss column. Every, and I guarantee you, every Met fan out there would have signed for that. Now, are there concerns about the lineup a little bit, as we just mentioned? DH, you know, even though they had nice nights last night, Davis, McCann, whatever. Okay, sure. No doubt about it. Escobar's had an up-and-down year. He had a big week last week, but still very up-and-down year. Lindor has done nothing. You know, after Lindor had that run with all those RBIs, I mean, he's done nothing. Let's be real, for a couple weeks now. And even Pete hasn't really hit that much, at least has not hit for power. But you continue, the Mets pretty much continue to win games, and one of the big reasons, Marte's been great, one of the big reasons they have is Brandon Nimmo. And it's time now for the Mets to realize just how good a player this guy is. Two-way player, made a great catch in center field last night against Jesus Sanchez going to the wall. Sanchez actually saluted him, actually caught it. It was crazy. Nimmo's been great. He's a bonafide leadoff hitter. 
He's an on-base machine and lately started hit with a little power. He had a couple three-run home runs in Cincinnati this past week. Uh, you know, uh, he is really, really becoming a, a key underrated player for this Met team. He's a free agent at the end of the year. He's a homegrown Met. The Mets better sign him. You cannot let this guy get away. He's an underrated, solid player. And like I said, he's a homegrown player. And I always lean to homegrown players. Give me the homegrown player, okay? I'm, you know, you know how I feel about that. Only one Met has really played his entire outside of Ed Cranepool, okay? If you want to count Ed Cranepool, I guess you have to. He only played, what, 17 years for the Mets and only the Mets. But outside of David Wright, I mean, what other really big-time Met has played his whole career with the Mets? I mean, that's, you know, that, that really hasn't been too many of those guys at all. It, you know, so uh, that's something I want to see. I want to see the Mets re-sign Brandon Nimmo. There's no doubt about it. But got to be happy right now. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, like I said, Scherzer's back. Pitched that terrific game the other day in Cincinnati. Six shutout innings. I couldn't. He threw 79 pitches. I don't know why. Buck couldn't have let him pitch a little more, but, you know, this is baseball in uh, the modern era, which is not necessarily better, uh, as, uh, you know, we could all talk about that forever. But right now, state of the Mets, got to be pretty happy with it as we go forward. Like I said, 52-31, and 31, now they have a huge – they got three more games this weekend. They played in Miami tonight, Saturday and Sunday at City, and then they go to Atlanta for three monster games against the Braves Monday – Tuesday and Wednesday. And I know Scherz is going to pitch the game on Monday, which is the right move. I don't think there's any question about that. But that is going to be a freaking monster series. Mets, they've only played. Now, the Mets have been great against the division. I think with the win last night against Miami, they're 24-8 and eight against the National League East, which is, you know, terrific. But they've only played the Braves four times, and they split a four-game series at City earlier in the year. So they're 2-2 two and two in the games against the Braves, and they got a lot of games left against them. Uh, what, they got 15 games left against Atlanta? So uh, a very big series coming up uh, starting Monday after this, uh, these next three games against Miami at home. And, of course, the Keaton Nandez number retirement ceremony as he will go to the rafters uh, along with, of course, uh, Casey Stengel and Gil Hodges. And then he'll be the fourth Met player to have his number retired, Tom Steve, Mike Piazza, Jerry Kuzman, and now, of course, uh, it'll be Keith Hernandez. So, uh, good weekend, big weekend at City Field, and uh, all of that for the Mets. But right now, overall, got to feel pretty good about this team. There's flaws. You worry about the bullpen. Like I said, you worry about the lineup here a little bit. You like to see it a little longer than it is. But they've been a resilient team all year. Starting pitching's been pretty good, and especially now with Scherzer back, Got to feel pretty good if you're a Met fan. Yeah, we'd like to be 20 games ahead, but that's, you know, that's not realistic. You know, only the Yankees are 20 games ahead or whatever the hell they are. We'll get to them in a second here, but got to feel pretty good right now about the state of the New York Mets if you are a Met fan. Okay, we'll get to the Yankees here in a second. Joe Beningo with the O of the Pain podcast. Get some of my sponsors in here. The great Mike Jones, my good buddy, Mike Jones. I've been having trouble getting him on the phone. He's tough. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, you know, when you're when you when you're at the high level that Mike is, you know, you got to be patient whether or not he's going to return your call. Maybe you'll have some of his people do that. But nevertheless, the Hackensack Brewing Company located just 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge 
in uh, Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Now, we've done a number, as you know, we've done a number of live podcasts from the Brewing Company. We had John Jastrzemski with us a couple times. We had Kim Jones with us there. We will be doing our next live podcast from the Brewing Company Friday, July 29th. You want to check it out? And I'm working right now to bring, have a special guest with us as well. Yeah, we'll see if we can pull this off. I'm not going to say who it's going to be. But we will be doing a live uh, podcast July 29th, again, from the Brewing Company, a Hackensack Brewing Company. The tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, New Jersey, right behind the tombstones. No tombstone for me yet. Check it out. Again, July 29th, our next live broadcast. Go see Mike Jones. Go, if, you know, he's very mercurial these days. You don't know where he is. Go see Mike Jones. Go see Herb. Go see uh, TJ, my, my son-in-law, Andre, everybody at the Brewing Company. Again, July 29th. The next live podcast. And, of course, KZ Sports Marketing, Kenny Zor. Uh, he helps me uh, book the guests for the Yoda Payne podcast. He's done a great job. He's a great guy. He's the first to tell me that. If you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, corporate golf outing, in-store autograph appearance, give Zor or KZ Sports Marketing a call. You can text him directly or call him on his cell phone, 516-996-7616. 516 Visit kzsportsmarketing.com. All right. Beningo, the Yoda Payne podcast. The Yankees continue to roll. <clears throat> they were in Boston. They split that two-game series with the Pirates. Yeah, you know, you can't get too excited when you play Pittsburgh, you know, in Pittsburgh. I showed it. I'm sure the fans were excited the Yankees were there, but they did split the two games. The second game, when they beat them, 16 nothing or whatever the heck it was, the game two of the series after they lost the first one, <clears throat> whatever. They went into Fenway last night for a big four-game series with the Red Sox. And they win it 6-5. to five. No Anthony Rizzo. He's been out a couple days. Aaron Judge didn't play last night either. Now, he's got some kind of, I don't know, a lower body deal. I don't know. You always worry about Judge. Because as great as Aaron Judge is, he has had injury history. He's had his problems injury-wise over the years. And that's probably the biggest concern as you move forward with the guy who's going to be the MVP of the league. And I know that everybody's – and I want to get to that in a second because – you know, you got Otani over there in, with the Angels, okay? And the guy's unbelievable. I mean, he pitches, he hits. It's unbelievable. I think he's got four straight games as a starter without giving up a run, something like that as a pitcher. And we know the kind of hitter he is. He's phenomenal. And everybody's just bequeathing already the MVP to this guy. Well, the Angels, they're under 500. They got a worse record than the Baltimore Orioles. You know, here the Angels are. They got Otani and Mike Trout. Who, you know, you can make a case are the two best players in, in baseball, right? You can make everybody, oh, Mike Trout, oh, Otani, oh, he's better than Babe Ruth because he pitches and hits at the same time. Ruth was a pitcher and then stopped pitching and became an outfielder. So, you know, Otani stands alone. Okay, that's fine. I'm not knocking how good he is. It's unbelievable. You're right. But they don't win. What the hell good is it if your team don't win? You got the two best players in baseball. You don't win nothing. Right? But I got to give Otani the MVP, where Aaron Judge, who to me clearly right now is the MVP in the American League, guy's got 30 homers. He's on his way to 60. If he stays healthy, we can only hope that. The Yankees are a million games over 500, running away with the division. They got a 15 game lead in the. Just think about this. This to me tells you how good the Yankees are and why, at least at this point in time, 
Aaron Judge has got to be the MVP in the league. Here are the Yankees with this. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but they're 12, 13, 14 games ahead in their division. Do you realize that if the season ended today, everybody in the American League East, not named the Baltimore Orioles, is making the playoffs? And the Yankees have this monster lead over everybody else. The Red Sox, Rays, and Blue Jays would all make the playoffs as wild cards in the American League if the season ended today, and the Yankees are miles ahead of them. Really? And you're telling me Aaron Judge is not the MVP of the league? Because Otani can pitch and hit, which is great. I'm not look, it's phenomenal. You know, guys, you know, he's gonna on his way to the Hall of Fame. And then you got the other guy, Mike Trout. Yeah, unbelievable. But they don't win. The Angels aren't any good. That's a you know, to me, that's a problem with baseball. You know, winning, it's almost like if you're a great player, but you're on a lousy team, it's you get exonerated that your team don't win because you're that good, right? Isn't that weird? Like that that works like that? I don't get that. I don't get it. But anyway, we could we, we could argue that until the cows come home. To me, right now, Aaron Judge is the MVP of the league. Hopefully, there's no major injury to Judge here, and and uh, you know he'll be able to be back soon and continue to tear it up for the Yankees. Now, the regular season, the rest of the way for the Yankees means nothing. I mean, let's let's be real. They're going to easily win this division. You know, it's almost ninety percent. They're going to have the best record in baseball. So they're going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But it's all about the playoffs, and the Yankees have. You know, I heard my good friend J.J. John Jastrzemski on Sports Night earlier today um, uh, say that the Yankees have to at least get to the World Series. No, the Yankees have to win it. They have to win it. If the Yankees don't win the World Series this year after the kind of regular season they're having, when exactly are they going to win? So to me, the rest of the world, the rest of the season for the Yankees regular season is just an exercise in how many games they're going to win the division by. Really, that's pretty much it. And how many games are going to win? Are they going to be able to set the all-time record for wins in a season? I mean, mate, you know, that's pretty much what it is. But if the Yankees don't win the World Series, it's a disappointing year. And I'm sorry, you can't tell me just get there. I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. I think the Yankees got to win it all. But anyway, right now, clearly the best team in baseball. Beat the Red Sox last night, 6-5. to five. Uh, how about Josh Donaldson hitting a grand slam last night? Maybe he's finally getting off the snide. And then you got a big uh, three-run home run last night as well, or two-run home run, I should say, from uh, Aaron Hicks, who's starting to hit a little bit. So, you know, you're getting it from guys that aren't named, you know, Judge, Rizzo, or Stanton, and you got to be happy about that if you're a Yankee fan. Now, you may be a little concerned that Garrett Cole gave up five runs and two bombs of a home runs in this game to Rafael Devins, who, by the way, owns... Garrett Cole. I think he's hit six home runs now in his career against Garrett Cole. So he absolutely owns them. And I know Aaron Boone after the game was saying, what, you know, outside of a couple pitches to Devers, Cole was great. Well, you know, those couple pitches to, pitches to Devers count. So he still gave up five runs in six innings, and Cole does give up a lot of home runs. But whatever. Yankees win the game 6-5 to five last night. Uh, they play again tonight at Fenway. Nesta, Nasty Nesta Cortez making the uh, start tonight for the uh, New York Yankees, who continue to be the best team in baseball by far. And again, I'll say it one more time. You could tell me to the rest of mankind about Otani and, oh, he pitches, he hits, he does this, he does that. 
you know, he goes to the left while he's going to his right, you know, all of this, okay? You know? The MVP in the American League is Aaron Judge. And it would be nice if the Angels actually won. Just think about it again. They got arguably the two best players in baseball on their team, Otani and Mike Trout, and they don't win diddly, all right? I don't know what their record is, but the Orioles have a better record. What does that tell you? That if the Anaheim, California, L.A., or whatever the name of the Angels are right now, the Gavin Newsom Angels, if they if they were in the AL East, they would be below the Orioles right now. Give me a break. Unbelievable. All right. The Order Pain Podcast, Joe Beningo. I got to mention, of course, Anita Discount Tire. My, my son, Johnny, who does a tremendous job over there with Ari and all his boss. What a great place. You need work on your car? Any kind of work you need done on your car? You know, you know where to go. They need a discount tire. Tires, oil change, any kind of, like I said, any kind of car repair, whatever you need. Go see my son, Johnny. He'll take care of you. Go see Ari. They'll take care of you. Anita discount tire, Westwood Avenue. Beautiful River Rivervale, New Jersey. Got some great golf courses in Rivervale, New Jersey. The Rivervale Golf Club. You got uh, Valley Brook. Terrific golf courses there. You can check that out too. You know, go get your car done and then go play some golf at one or the other. If you can get a tee time, good luck with that. Okay, that's that's another story. Good luck with getting a freaking tee time. But go see Johnny. Go see Ari at a needed discount tire. Tell him Joe sent you, Beningo sent you, and uh, they'll take care of you again. Uh, it's in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, on Westwood Avenue. The Rangers traded, uh, just getting into the hockey, the draft was last night. I don't think the Rangers had any, they didn't have a first-round pick, I know that, because they traded that, that Andrew Kopp trade. They wound up without a uh, first-round pick, but they traded their backup goalie, Alexander Gorgiev, last night to Colorado for a couple draft choices. So that's the one move that they made. Um the Devils picked this guy with the second pick in the draft. I figure, I, if you don't know, who knows who these guys are? I mean, does anybody really know who the uh, the, the NHL guys are coming in? You know, who to draft the the players that are being drafted from wherever they're coming from, Czechoslovakia, you know, Manitoba, whatever the hell they're coming from. You know, you don't really know these NHL, uh, you know, these young players who are being drafted into the National Hockey League. But the Rangers did trade Gorgiev. Uh, we'll see what they do if they make any other moves here. Uh, in uh, free agency as the free agent signing period is starting in the NHL. So we'll see how that all gets uh, gets played out. But uh, the Rangers will have a new backup goalie next year to back up the great, the incomparable uh, Igor Shesterkin. All right. I got to get into a little of this stuff because this, again, I hate to do this, but I got to do it because it's just the nature of the world right now. And these, you know, it's not all about sports. You know, sports is great. It's a great diversion, no doubt. Keeps us away from thinking about all the uh, disasters that are uh, going on in our country right now. But I want to get back to the thing with Brittany Griner in, in uh, Russia, okay? I want to get back. I guess she was on tr- trial yesterday. She actually pleaded guilty uh, for having this cannabis oil, whatever. I still don't understand why she was trying to get out of Russia with this cannabis oil on her. You know, you, you get all the cannabis oil you want, uh, you know. In the United States, you can buy all the free, you know, all the legal pot you want in the U.S. I don't get it. But she's begging the president to get her out. Joe, what the hell are you doing? All right. And he says he's working on, you know, whatever he can to get her out of Russia. You know what? To me, 
it's really got to be pretty simple, doesn't it? You call up your buddy Vlad, okay? Your buddy Vlad, who you basically said, hey, Vlad, go, go, go invade the Ukraine. You know, Joe basically said, hey, hey, hey. as long as he doesn't, it's not too big of an invasion. Okay, just, just go. You know, go ahead, Vlad. Don't worry about it. All right? And, and you know, you open this pipeline. Was it the Nord Stream pipeline, right? Okay, which is totally benefiting Russia. Okay. Russia, okay, you got all these sanctions that, you know, Joe's put on Russia. And all these sanctions that Joe has done that he's putting on Russia, all he's doing is hurting the United States. And all we hear is the Putin price hike. You know, it's Putin's fault that the the gas prices are what they are. Well, the economy right now in Russia is better than the United States. You know why? Because they're selling all this oil to India, to China. Think about that. All this, they're selling, they're making money hand over fist, okay, in, in Russia right now with all the oil that they're selling. And we're here in the United States, we're freaking sucking wind, okay? So with all the favors that Joey Boy, a disaster of a president, is doing for Vladimir Putin in Russia, you think maybe he could call Vlad up and say, Vlad, look, I basically let you invade the Ukraine. I, I, I did you a favor with all these sanctions that are hurting my country and benefiting yours. You're making all this money from India. You're making all this money from China with the oil prices. Can you please let Brittany Griner out of Russia? Shouldn't it be that simple? Really? Shouldn't it be that simple? Can you please let Brittany out of Russia? And Brittany voted for you because, well, we knew she did anyway. We, you know, let's, you know, we knew she wasn't voting for Donald Trump. We knew that. And she basically said, I never voted before, but I voted for you, Joe. You know, are you happy you voted for Joe now, Brittany? Are you? Well, Joe's just killing himself to get you the hell out of Russia, isn't he? What a joke. Give me a break. Joe, with all the favors you did Vlad, okay, no matter how much you badmouth him, okay, because you basically gave him carte blanche to go with the Ukraine, as I said, and now making all this money where he's selling all this oil all over the place, okay? Isn't it time for you to call the chips in and say, Vlad, look at all the favors I did you. Can you let freaking Brittany out of Russia, please? And Brittany, do me a favor. When you do, and hopefully you get out of Russia soon, I don't know. I mean, you know, she could be stuck there for 20 years. I mean, she could be. She won't be because once the, you know, the uh, next guy takes over the White House in 2024, Don or Ron, and it better be one of those two guys, they'll get her out. So she won't be there for 20 years. You know, she'll get out once, you know, once the real leaders take over. Okay. Once competence is back in the White House, we'll leave. That's a, you know, for another day, but whatever. But get this poor girl the hell out, Joe. Get her the hell out of Russia. All right, please that she's getting completely screwed there. And one other thing I want to throw out there, too. You know, this idea that she's in Russia, okay, unfortunately, she had to go to Russia to make money to supplement her WNBA contract. You know, that they're not, you know, the WNBA, the women uh, uh, basketball players aren't getting paid fairly here. Look, here's the bottom line, all right? And I've said this before. I don't begrudge anybody making as much money as they can make. But if you want NBA money, because that's what we're talking about here, if if WNBA players want to get play, paid like the NBA players, well, then play in the NBA. I got no problem with a woman playing in the NBA. Find me the woman that can play in the National Basketball Association. Show me that woman. And when she can play with the highest level of basketball, 
because that's really what it comes down to. I'm not knocking the women players, but the women players are not the highest level of basketball in the world. The highest level of basketball in the world is the NBA players, and that's why they make the money they make. The WNBA women players, they're on a they're not on the same level as the men. And that's just the reality of it. And you could say it's sexist, it's this, it's whatever you want to say. That's the reality. Show me the woman that can go play NBA basketball and God, God damn, let it, she'll, she, she should get paid like the NBA players. Right? That's it. That's what it comes down to. So this idea that it's like America's fault, okay? Because this, this is kind of what, when you hear some of these people, and I won't mention the names of some of these people, okay? Some of the woked out people that are on, uh, that are doing sports or whatever, as my wife looks for the, uh, uh, the smallest, minutest thing that could be on the carpet down here. I, you know, when they can play at that level, they should be paid. If you're, if you are good enough to play in the NBA as a woman, then get paid like an NBA player. Otherwise you can't expect to get paid that kind of money. And to blame that, you know, inequality and pain, you know, women being not paid, you know, equally to the men in sports to blame that on her being in Russia and why she's being detained now is absolute bullshit. I mean, I I don't know how else to say it. BS, BS, BS. Like I said, I'll say it again. Find me the woman that's good enough. Remember Lance, Nancy Lieberman many years ago tried to play in the NBA. It didn't work. She couldn't cut it. You know, we've seen women golfers, Annika Sorenstam, Michelle Wee, try to play in, in, in men's events. They couldn't make the cut. When you are playing, if you can play at the highest level of the sport, which is the NBA, then you should get paid at the highest level you can be paid. And the reality of it is that that's just not what it is in the WNBA. Find me the woman that can play in the NBA. She should get paid like an NBA player. And stop using that as an excuse for the reason that she's stuck in Russia. Hey, Joe, get her the hell out. Go call your buddy Vlad, like I said. Call in the favors and get Brittany out of freaking Russia. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm finished. God bless. All the love. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday.